Good day, Marlena G here, back with a podcast positivity show coming up on the show today, how to deal with negativity and dismissive behavior from someone in a higher ranking than you are. We will also cover prosperity today. We will also pray a prayer for prosperity. We will also dive into the book of Genesis and continue on our Bible study. All of that coming up on the podcast positivity show. Stay tuned. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I really believe I have something special to share with the world, and Anchor is helping me do that. And I love how easy to use their podcasting tools are. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to Anchor FM Start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor FM Start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Fear or faith, that's the question of my book, Never Forsaken. It's a hopeful message. It talks about in details how I went through a trial with giving birth to one of my youngest children. He was born disabled and later had to undergo heart surgery. This book talks about how I pressed forward and pressed through and how God never, ever left me alone in that situation and how Jesus never leaves us nor forsakes us. Please pick up a copy at barnesandnobles.com, on amazon.com, and anywhere you can find a book internationally. This book is everywhere. Check it out. Great, great faith message. Never Forsaken by Marlena Gardner. Good day, Marlena G here, back with the podcast Positivity Show. Welcome, welcome. Let's jump right into the topic today. How to deal with someone who is in a higher ranking position than you are that doesn't treat you very well. Have you ever had someone of a higher ranking uh, position than you in ministry or work or school speak to you in a way that made you shrink inside? Did you do your very best to communicate your feelings as respectfully as you could, but they continue to be dismissive um, and and maybe even argumentative uh, to a certain point? So let's say you bowed out gracefully, knowing God will allow them to see the error in their ways soon enough, but it still kind of stayed in your mind 
kind of you kind of think about it from time to time like why would they speak to me in that manner they're my superior you know they're in a higher ranking position than me and they see that I was being submissive and they still kind of you know just drug me around the room basically not literally but (laughs) the way you felt like they just took and drug you around the room well I've learned in all of my 36 years on this earth that sometimes people will treat you how they have been treated themselves. People tend to, no matter no matter what rank someone is in, they can be a pastor, they can be a leader, they can be any of the above. They can be a, a manager, a boss, or any of that. Those titles have nothing to do with them being a human being. Nothing at all to do with them being a human being. They still feel like you feel. Feelings, real feelings like you feel. Um, They cry. They laugh. All of that. They have emotions. All of that. And although you would think that because that person is in a higher ranking position than you, that they would behave in a uh, more mature manner than you would, All of the time, that is not the case. So I feel like in my own situations I've had in the past that when people speak to me like that, I just give it to God. I allow God to deal with them. God will help. God will lead them into seeing or allow them to see the error in their own ways. Because don't think for one second that God is a respecter of persons because God is no respecter of persons. And it doesn't matter what your ranking is or what position you're in, you do not have the right to talk to people and make them feel like crap. You don't. You don't. Everyone has feelings. Everyone um, is loved by God. And, you know, you just don't have a right to talk to people um badly because you're in a higher position than they are whether it be in work or school or ministry or whatever you should always treat people how you want to be treated and also talk to people how you would want to be talked to and then the dismissive behavior because you feel maybe you're higher than that person so them expressing their feelings to you you're being dismissive to them as if though what they have to say um has no merit to it or what they have to say is unimportant or to not be took into account, that is a very wrong behavior. It is not a right behavior. And um, I've seen it in so many different cases with leaders, with leaders, people that are ahead of people. They feel like, oh, it's okay to talk to this person that way because I'm their superior. But it's not. God loves that person too. That person is God's child as well. And um, he's not going to just allow you to tear that person down. You will come to a crossroad where you um, are able to see your errors. It it could be by way of a situation of your own. But um, I definitely think that that person that's doing that, no matter whatever ranking they are, still has room for growth. Most definitely still has room for growth and should be working on that factor. But you can't work on something that you don't admit to and that you're not aware of. So if you're not aware of it and you won't admit to it, how can you even get better? What I say is for the people who are on the opposite side of that situation, end the conversation quickly. If you see that you're getting nowhere with that person, 
end the conversation quickly. Just walk away from it because God is going to cover you. God is going to keep protecting you. You're still going to be great in God's eyes. You're still going to be loved by the Lord. You're still going to be the great, amazing person that you are. And their behavior towards you does not shape who you are. It, it does not identify you. It does not say anything at all about who you are as a person or who you are as a child of God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel on that subject about people who are in a higher ranking position and they want to treat you in some type of crazy business way. We don't tolerate that. We're not going for it. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to talk about prosperity today. Yes, prosperity. First, we'll start with a prayer and then we'll jump right into this subject. Thank you. God for all that you've given me. Remind me that the only prosperity that matters is spiritual prosperity. In Jesus name. Amen. A lot of people think there's there's such a huge misconception um, on um, prosperity. People think if you're saved or if you're with God, that you're supposed to be this broke person walking around in sackcloth, um, pushing a Bible on everybody, um, look like you haven't eaten in a couple of days or something. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. God wants us to be in good health. He wants us to have wealth. He wants us to have every single thing that we need. And so he's never wanting his children to lack any good thing. So when a lot of people, I I notice how a lot of people, they comment and they say things towards all of the pastors that are on TV. Um, They they make rude comments like, well, why are you driving a, a Benz or why are you flying in a jet and all of this thing, things or whatever. And I'm and I'm going, why are you upset that that person's driving a Benz or flying in a jet? Because what would what would you rather see them do? be broke, not be able to afford meals, not be able to take care of their family? How would they serve God, preach and teach and and put out a message in ministry by way of TV, by way of radio, um, if they weren't, if they were broke? Those kinds of things cost money. Their church building surely does have an electric bill. I'm almost positive so they have to pay for that there's so much uh books and cds and ways that they get the word out to people that stuff isn't free god knows that it takes money it'll take some money in order to spread his word and move his word around the world so that we can do as he has asked us to do and um make sure every living uh creature on this earth knows god so why would God want us to be broke, busted, and disgusted? I'm just not. I'm just not understanding why people behave in that way. They'll see a Christian that's pretty uh, blessed and well off, and they'll go, "Oh, they're stealing the church's money, and you know they're using it as a racket, and you know they're they're basically uh, taking money and offerings just to be able to fly around in jets." I don't believe that for a second. God is faithful to bless you 
with good things when you have been faithful to him. When you have preached his word, taught his word. The Bible says be doers of the word, not just ears. When you have preached his word and taught his word. And you have followed your call, his call on your life. And done the things that God has asked you to do. I believe in my heart wholeheartedly. He will bless you and give you that prosperity. Because in him blessing you, God, God be taking out those two birds with one stone. He will bless you so you can be a blessing to someone else. And it is a chain reaction. He cannot get his message across this land. He uses people without people being obedient to him and, and preaching and teaching his word and telling the truths of his kingdom. So he is going to make sure that his messengers are taken care of. Now, most of these people that talk like this and that makes these comments, I notice they're, they're, uh, they're, they have normally been people who are unsaved. And you know, until you know God and until you know God's true nature, you cannot make an assumption that someone is, uh, you can't, what am I trying to say? Let's say it this way. Until you truly know God, until you truly get to know his son and accept him as your Lord and savior, you will never understand anything about him or how he operates. You can't comment on kingdom business if you're not a kingdom living. And that's my my um, opinion on that, and um, I have some uh, some scripture uh, here about prosperity. Give me just a second. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth, and he, whithersoever he went forth. That's Second Kings eighteen and seven. Okay, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Third John 1 and 2. Now, what does that say? That's clear as day right there. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. That doesn't sound like he said, I want you wearing sackcloth. I don't think that matches up with what this is saying. You know, <laughs> and then it also says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's Malachi 3 and 10. So God is faithful when you're when you're paying your tithes and you're when you're giving um, to God's kingdom business and God's work. These pastors are out here giving to God's kingdom, giving to God's work. And you think that they're not going to be blessed in return because of their obedience. So a lot of people is 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 very judgmental and very envious of the church. And I understand how, um, you know, the enemy would use people to try and bring down or tear the church down. But um, you just have to stand in faith and know that what you are doing, you're doing it unto God. And if you have prospered and you have become, um, you know, very blessed by God, don't look at it in any kind of way or feel guilty because someone else might not have what you have. What are they, what are they doing with their life? Are they following God? 
or they're are they following the way that he says to live or they're trying to serve man and serve God at the same time because God's not going to have that you know uh God's not going to allow you to serve man and then come on over here and, and try and serve him as well you have to choose a side and so um, a lot of people don't understand why they're not as blessed as people who are some people who are well off, who are following God. And it's just, it's just simple. It's simple and as plain as the nose on anyone's face, you know, it is not a sin to have riches, but it is a sin to fix our hearts upon them. That's the difference. That's John the Baptist. That's John. That's uh, John Baptist de la Salle. I'm sorry. This name I can't pronounce it. <laughs> and um, whoever you are, I'm so sorry I botched up your name. I did not mean to do that. But this is a quote from John Baptist de la S A L L E. That last name I can't pronounce. It is not a sin to have riches, but it is a sin to fix our hearts upon them. God doesn't want you running around focusing on money, cars, clothes, diamond rings, but he also um, doesn't mind you having those things as long as you're not making those things your God. You're not worshiping those things. You don't think about those things before you think about a relationship with him. You don't have that on your mind before you have on your mind serving other people, giving and being, um, you know, faithful to God. So that's the difference with that. All right. So that's that for that's it for um, that subject. And uh, we're going to go now over to the book of Genesis and we're going to go ahead and jump into we were supposed to start at the second chapter then we'll get into some of these uh, study notes we're still reading out of our Kenneth Copeland Word of Faith Study Bible 50 year ministry edition and it reads so the heavens and the earth and all their hosts were finished On the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he had rested from all his work, which he had created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In that day, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. No shrub of the field was yet on the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist arose from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Wow. Down in verse 8, the Lord God planted a garden in the east in Eden. And there he placed the man whom he had formed out of the ground. The Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden along with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
P-I-S-H-O-N. It encompasses the whole land of Havila, H-A-V-I-L-A-H, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bedellium, B-D-E-L-L-I-U-M, and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon, G-I-H-O-N. It encompasses the whole land of Cush. The name of the third rivers, the third river is Tigris, T-I-G-R-I-S. It goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the, I think it's Euphrates, E-U-P-H-R-A-T-E-S. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. And we'll stop right there. Now, that is amazing how God created man. And he said, you're going to name all the um, um, beasts and creatures of the field. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but man actually named the animals. So we have cows, we have pigs, we have bulls. And I just have always wondered, where did he get the idea for those names? Like, how did those names come about? Like, why did he name a pig a pig? You know, it was just... That has been something, and I know it probably sounds so silly, but that has been something that has been on my mind like ever since I was younger, a lot younger, a teenage. I was like, how did he figure the names? Like, why is a cow called a cow? Like, what is that name? Why? You know, I'm always digging for the deeper, deeper uh, answer behind something. So, yeah, that's amazing how he said, you name the animals. That even shows that we're superior. We're the superior being. So, yeah, I like how it says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky. You know, out of out of the ground, everything was formed from the dust of the earth. How amazing is that? You know, and um he put he put man in the garden a man and woman in the garden and he said do not eat of this fruit we all know about that we're going to get deep into that subject and um i'm going to actually be bringing my husband dante i love him so much <laughs> i'm going to be bringing him onto the podcast because he breaks this book of genesis down so amazing there is no way i would like to go further into um this story of uh genesis about how Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan or however without 
loud having him come on the podcast and break it down because he has studied and read through this book so amazingly and I just have to bring him on to kind of um, break this down for you and we do our Bible study with him. So I hope you guys would welcome him to the podcast because he will be on here tomorrow breaking down the whole first sin, the first fall of man. So yeah. <laughs> we're gonna stop right there where we stopped at which was whatever the man called every living creature that was its name i think that's where we stopped but uh however the case yeah i'm bringing him in tomorrow we're gonna really dive into this um but i just wanted to kind of set the pace and set the groundwork for it or whatever so that uh, you guys will be prepared and when he comes in and he starts to get into this a little further we can have a conversation (laughs) i'm so excited about studying the book of genesis yay 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 however um yeah because it's the beginning and i'm so like i'm like literally um obsessed for lack of a better word um with the book of genesis i really like to read about the beginning and what went on at the begin first uh, light and beginning of time okay so with us stopping right there i'm going to get into a quick prayer we are going to do our confession of faith today Let's see, what do we have for our confession of faith? We're going to go to our prayer manual. I love this prayer manual. And I I think I'm going to provide a link on my social media, media to where you can get this prayer manual. If you guys are not following me on Facebook, I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram page. I'm also on Twitter um, as Marlena Gartner, Never Forsaken. So you can definitely find me, Marlena Gardner, Never Forsaken, on Facebook and follow me to keep up with things that is going on on the podcast. You can keep up with all of my book signing events, my radio shows, appearances, TV appearances, any of those things um, on my social media. Daily Confession of Faith. This is our favorite. (laughs) In Christ, I am anointed and a powerful person of God. I am a joint heir with Jesus and more than a conqueror. I am a doer of the word of God and a channel for his blessings. If God be for me, who can be against me? I am blessed coming in and I am blessed going out. My enemies are fleeing before me. God has commanded his blessings on my storehouses. He has opened his good treasures and I shall lend and not borrow. I am the head and not the tail. He has given me the power to make wealth. I dwell in the secret place. I have his protection and provision. God is my refuge, my fortress. I am not afraid of the snare of the fowler. No evil shall befall me and no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. God has given his angels charge over me and they are bearing me up in their hands lest I dash my foot against a stone. As declared in Psalms 91. 1 Peter 2 and 9 establishes, I am a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I am a peculiar person called out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2 and 24 states, I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. 
cancer, sugar, diabetes, heart disease, sickness, afflictions, infections, or any other disease cannot enter my body. I am without spot or blemish, an intercessor, the righteousness of God, saved and washed in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against me in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I am saved from wrath by him and justified by the blood of the Lamb. Lord, I pray that those may prosper that love Jerusalem and that peace will be within them and prosperity in their houses. According to Psalms 122, 6 through 9. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. That is me, Marlena G. today with the podcast Positivity Show here for you. Please be encouraged no matter what you are going through. God will help see you through. Stay on your knees in prayer. Keep on believing and you will make it out. Join me again on the podcast positivity show. I look forward to fellowshipping with you. Marlena G. here with the great read for the day. James Robinson with James Randall Robinson. Life Lessons from Pets and Wildlife. God of all creation. Amazing great read that you should pick up at your book outlets. Heartwarming stories and winsome line drawings bring to life the lessons James has learned from his pets and creatures living in the wild. And through his inspiration and spiritual insights. You too will learn to know God's voice, to submit to him, and to trust him with your every need. Pick up a copy of this book. Visit their website at www.waterbrookmultnoma.com. And that is the Podcast Positivity Show's Great Read of the Day. Pick it up. Read it. Inspirational. <music>